0: Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Heart of Markness podcast. Hola, ola hola. hola.
1: <clears throat>
0: what we have tonight is we have Led Zeppelin at the Rock Pile in Toronto, Canada. The second show, the evening show, not the afternoon show, from August 18th, 1969. I'm uh, trying to give some love more to the early days since I've I've spent a lot of time leaning into 75, 77, and 80. And a little bit of 79. And I've done some stuff from 69 before, but... You know, I did one last week, actually. But I want to... and Plus, I am not ridiculously versed in 69 Zeppelin. I mean, I have... Basically, I have already covered all the stuff that I knew inside and out. Like when I started the podcast, it was super easy. It's like, I'm going to do Copenhagen 79. Then I'm going to do Blueberry Hill. Then I'm going to do Listen to This Eddie. Then I'm going to do Fillmore, April 27th 69. All the top tier shows that that everybody has. And we have blown through them. And we've gone through all the other ones that I've known. And we've gone through ones that have come up serendipitously. Uh, Just like, oh, well, I'll just do that then. And uh, now I'm I'm looking for other shows to do because I mean it's not like there's going to be many bad ones. And I'm not going to play bad ones, um, or if I do, it'll be a tongue-in-cheek episode. But I've I've been I've had to do some 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 looking and expand my palette and my experience since we're ah uh, now I'm into the realm of shows that. If I've heard, I've only heard once, so I don't know, like, oh, I'll just grab this one. So, I did some looking around, and I decided on 18th of August, 1969, just under two weeks away from the uh, uh, Dallas Pop Festival, Texas Pop Festival, I can't remember which one it was, at the end of August, this is... uh, the summer tour, the summer 69 tour of Zeppelin, and it is pretty ba- 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 badass. Jimmy's got his Les Paul. They are coherent as a band. I mean, they were when they came out, but they were a little uh, wild. Like the first tour, you listen to the stuff from January 69 at the Fillmore and things. It's a wilder band that is is more untamed this is you know we're getting way more of the tight in the tight but loose and it is awesome and the source i'm using for this second show august 18th 1969 toronto canada is uh eddie edwards 2004 version and uh it's a source merge mix i don't think it's a it's a layer but just you know some uh so blah, 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 blah. What am I doing? My mind completely went blank. Missing sections from the better source have been patched with the not as great source, and the not as great source is really bass overloaded. Other than that, it's a it's a it's a very good audience tape, and uh, the second source is allegedly the the rumor was that it was recorded um, from monitors playing outside the venue to the crowd that couldn't get in but that seems unlikely looking at pictures of the venue and things that people have said who were there in any case it is just basically a cleaner clearer version so it is quite enjoyable to listen to it's it should be better than the swedish one from last week and um let's dive in shall we now then led zeppelin i don't zeppelin 2 wasn't out yet Although I think by this time it had been recorded or they were recording it on this tour because Zeppelin II was recorded on the road. Which is just insane to be doing these shows. And they did two shows, the second show of their night. And uh, then get off stage and go to whatever studio they have in town with their tapes and throw some overdubs in and work on it. It's just crazy it was released okay yeah re- yeah recorded april to august 69 on the road excellent released in the states 22 october excellent so they're still just touring on the basis of zeppelin 1 magnificent and they spent so much of 1969 on tour it's not even funny and they did it i mean they they did it properly they 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 conquered the United States by touring and touring and touring and touring, and they start off as the unknown opener and then there the opening act like the the one the named group that comes on after the dude that opens the show with his acoustic guitar um opening four big bands Iron Butterfly, vanilla fudge, the doors things like that and then. Just as the months go by they move up the bill so they're co-headlining like they were last week in uh, Sweden they co-headlined that show and that was just March so they had already made a name for themselves and like dude you gotta hear this fucking band and now just a mere five months later they're Led Zeppelin they are headliners they are never looking back And they just kick ass. And then, I mean, two shows a night, not that unusual. The Stones did it. A lot of bands did it. It was was, uh, a standard, you know, uh, performer's schedule back in the day. Do an afternoon show, do an evening show. Comedians do that. Now, still, you could go see, you know, Bill Burr, see the 7 o'clock show, or see the 10 o'clock show. And um, it's just... It's just pretty amazing, folks. I am sleepy today, so forgive me. I was sick earlier this week, and uh still not a hundred percent, not a lot of not a lot of gumption in the tank, but luckily, you don't need to have gumption when you've got lead zeppelin. so let's see what are we gonna play. Oh, you know what? let's be a little more professional. Here is the set list it's um just under 90 minutes 8256 including the encore and the set they played train kept a rollin i can't quit you baby dazed and confused white summer black mountainside you shook me and how many more times and then their encore was communication breakdown and we're going to listen to quite a few of these today and i am playing songs that i typically don't play not hundred percent, because I'm still going to play Communication Breakdown. I'm still going to play Train Kept a Rollin', but instead of Days Confused and another how many more times, and I and I get that they don't get old, but I am trying to expand my palette, so it's not just a matter of, so, Mark, what show are you going to play this week, and are you going to play how many more times and Days Confused and Whole Lotta Love? Maybe, but not this week. What we're going to listen to is we're going to listen to Train Kept a Rollin'. We're going to listen to... You shook me. We're going to listen to White Summer Black Mountainside, because in 1969, these things were on fire. I would not subject you to a 1980 White Summer Black Mountainside. Those are just torturous. But here, it's it's vital and vibrant and unique and creative and awesome. So let's get to it. Oh, yeah, Communication Breakdown. I don't know if I said that to you, but... Always play Communication Breakdown, because it's the encore, it's high energy, and when it gets into that funky part, that wow, 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 that Isley Brothers groove, forget about it. All righty. Let's get to it, shall we? Nine minutes in, I don't need to babble anymore, do I? I don't think I do. All right. Well, let's go chronologically through the concert. And uh, start with Train Kept a Rollin'. And it's funny. Listening to the 1980 versions of Train Kept a Rollin', I realized how much of a bias I have against Latter-day Zeppelin. I mean, you guys know I'm I'm not a big fan of the 77 tour, although I have come around on that a lot. I think it's because... In 77, 79, and 80, Led Zeppelin were not the same band that they were from 69 through 75. (coughs) 75, they had their ups and downs for sure. That's when you start having shows that are like legitimately like, yeah, that show wasn't great. Um, But more for physical reasons, like Robert's voice is shredded because he's sick. And Jimmy's finger's broken, so he's playing with three fingers. And he's on lots more drugs because he's dealing with incredible pain. And he's also a rock star who does lots of drugs anyways, so it's hit or miss. Whereas, you know, 68 through 75 is the amazing Zeppelin that I love. 77, they're a different animal. They're coming out, they're bombastic, they're loud, they're aggressive. It's it's more a fist in your face, than uh, flowers in your hair, <laughs> and it's good. They they, in a lot of ways, they kind of do like the Bob Dylan thing, of of redefining themselves, and reimagining themselves and coming out, or D- or David Bowie, as another persona. You know, Ziggy Stardust. All right, now we're the Thin White Duke. All right. Now we're the clown dude from Scary Monsters. I can't think of the name. Pierre. Pierre? Pierre, Pierre. the clown. Um, and then just I can't remember the the name of the the very cool pastel collar up sweater around the shoulders. Let's dance, David Bowie. But yeah, he redefines himself, new persona, new character. Bob Dylan, same thing. And I realize now that Zeppelin does too, because the 80 tour, I have to recategorize it and and reframe it and not just base it as, uh, or, or, or view it through the lens of 1970 Led Zeppelin hampered by addiction and therefore lesser it's 1980 Led Zeppelin hampered by addiction but, um, a true, it's, it's, they're different animals. So I don't know. What am I trying to say in this rambling discourse monologue that I'm gaining an appreciation for the different facets and, uh, manifestations of Led Zeppelin? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, the, the 1980 shows, um, Led Zeppelin rarities, Dancing in the Doldrums really opened my eyes to 1980. Uh, similar to the way that, I mean, the, the door had already been cracked open with the Munich July 5th show, which I think was a Matrix, that just having some of that audience ambiance cutting through that uh, tone of the soundboards, you know, it just brings some life to it and some fun. And uh yeah. I'm in a bit of a transition period myself, I feel. So it's nice to reframe these and 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 get fresh perspectives and fresh appreciation on the music of Led Zeppelin which is ever new. Which is why you listen, right? No, we listen for the music, Mark, which you still have not played. Fair enough. All right, let's hear Train Kept a Rollin'. boom, boom boom, boom All right. Here we go. Train Kept a Rollin'. August 18th, 1969. Enjoy seeing a few.
1: Second time tonight, Atlantic recording oh. artists, Led Zeppelin. <laughs>
0: Typically at the end of that is where you would get the boo doo dee bwee boo boom doom boom-doom-boom-doom-boom-boom-boom-boom doom, boom, 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 of I Can't Quit You Hey Baby. And you can get that if you download it from heartofmarkness.com when I put it up there, which I may not be able to do tonight. Because for some reason I want to pay my um, mega cloud storage bill, which is like $3.99. It's, it's, it's ridiculously inexpensive but um it wouldn't take my credit card my credit card denied it as like oh that's spooky and unusual so i contacted them like it is absolutely not neither spooky nor unusual they're just in new zealand it's a foreign company but i've been paying for them every goddamn month so until that's resolved i may they may not let me upload i don't know don't worry about it well, it'll be taken care of so if you if you get to heartofmarkness.com and this saw so, this show is not available yet that's why. It's not because I'm an asshole this time. Alright, so you got your train kept rolling. Nice song from the Yardbirds that they go. I'm glad they opened with that. That was clever on Jimmy's part. Just a little bit, because the initial time when they entered the States before Zeppelin 1 was out, the only thread of uh fame they had were like, oh, it's that guy from the Yardbirds. And they're like the Yardbirds, who, Eric Clapton? No. Jeff Beck? No, the other guy. There's another guy? Because the art were, you know, they they were not huge in their latter days with Jimmy. I mean, after Heart Full of Soul, they were not exactly giant hit makers. But they were a fun live band to see, especially if you could see him with Jimmy and Jeff. Holy moly. Maybe I'll play a yardbird show. If I can find a nice yardbird show that is of excellent quality, and I'm sure they're out there, somebody hit me up if there's a good yardbird show that's like really impressive. I may feature one of those, because why the heck not? All right, friends and neighbors. The next song I'm going to play for you, oh, if we're going chronologically, it's going to be White Summer, Black Mountainside. Now, this is fairly long. I think it's like 11 minutes. But, but, it's 11 minutes of peak creative, peak dexterity, Jimmy Page. It's not 11 minutes of dude. Just get to Kashmir. Just get to Kashmir. Um, yeah, towards the end, when it was he wasn't flowing with ideas. And he was hampered by whatever. Um, White Summer Black Mountainside was not the highlight of the show usually. Um, especially in 1980 when it was more like, why Why are you doing this, Jimmy? Um, but here, it's astonishingly good. Not even astonishingly good. It's 1969. It's awesome. And um, when Black Mountainside gets into it, the band is involved. So it's really cool. It's just really cool. I like hearing how this band at this stage in their development. It's kind of like watching the development of a fetus or or a human human life, a human life cycle basically. You know, we we've got a baby and now this is this is the baby that's uh it's up and walking around and it's like a toddler and it's really cool and the personality's coming out and you just can't help love that cute kid. So let's love that cute kid and listen to young Jimmy Page playing his Dan Electro with White Summer, Black Mountainside, White Summer, which was uh, a piece that he another piece that he played in the Yardbirds. So it's something that for the Yardbirds fans that were going to see Zeppelin would be familiar with. And Black Mountainside, which is a song that uh bears close resemblance to a song I think called Black Water. Side from um. Burt Janch. But it's also, he took it from someone else, took it from someone else. So it's not a matter of those Zeppelin stole it. He just couldn't write their own songs. They steal music. I don't like them. Like, alright. You don't have to like them, but they're fucking awesome. Regardless of their quasi ethical business practices, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. So let's go with White Summer, Black Mountainside. This is really, really cool. I don't blame you if, if it's not your thing, but it's Jimmy Page at his most Jimmy Page. And I'll see you in a little while.
1: From 10 degrees below zero to about 110 above, we'd like to We'd like to bring you White Summer. Jimmy Page, please, Jimmy Page. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: for Jimmy Page. White Summer. Very good. Was that Robert Plant? No, it was my excellent acting. That was cool. I like it when the band came in. I like Jonesy playing along with him. I like... I like the fluidity of his playing. And that one little run where he did where he just stopped and then just did a nice blues vibrato. Beautiful. Beautiful. See? that was awesome having that same thing at that same length moved forward 10 years 12 years or into the firm and be played with slightly less inspirational brilliance it's a snooze fest it has to be top notch to last that long and hold interest and it held my interest i hope it held yours if it didn't i hope you scrubbed through and waited till the music ended and now i'm back So let's bop ahead and play a song I don't believe, like White Summer, Black Mountainside, another song that I don't believe I've ever played before. And it is You Shook Me. Or if I did, it was a long time ago and maybe only once. In any case, let's hear the next song they played, which was right after White Summer, Black Mountainside. Talkie, 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 which is why I cut off like three minutes of Robert talking. While they took the chair away and took out the Les Paul and got things ready and got that ready and he got his slide set up. And now they're going to play You Shook Me Baby. Wah, 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 wah. Good stuff. All right. Again, August 18th, 1969. Toronto, Canada. Led Zeppelin. You Shook Me. See you in a few, folks. <coughs>
1: This is a thing called you shook me. (laughs) i <laughs>
0: It's incredible to hear how locked in the audience is. I mean, it's a much smaller audience than the later days when they're playing, you know, twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people. forty, fifty thousand 50,000 people. 200,000 people. But my goodness. My goodness. It seems like it's a little bit more of a peer relationship. I think, you know, you, they're they're the same age as the folks in the audience, and It's more interactive and like, hey, let's all dig this together, yo. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. And that was a good performance. Yay, Led Zeppelin. Yay, bootlegs. Yay, live recordings, right? That's my Facebook. I've got tons of stuff open because I was reading about the 1969 summer tour. Uh, they toured. They had a British summer tour, which was basically June, and then they hopped over to America. And they played how many dates? 46 dates, according to Wikipedia, between the 5th of July and the 31st of August, including the Atlanta Pop uh, International Pop Festival, which there was filmed, I believe. Newport Jazz Festival, which was allegedly filmed. Laurel Pop Festival. I don't know about that. Summer Pop Festival, I don't know about that. Schaefer Music Festival, which was allegedly filmed. So there's a lot of stuff out there. And with the um, the documentary that is, has been made and is due to come out next year, I guess it's... I mean, there's lots of bullshit documentaries like The Secret of Led Zeppelin, where they talk to, you know, Pamela DeBars and drummer from vanilla fudge about Led Zeppelin. Um, but this is, seems to be a real, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, this seems to be a legit documentary. Um, my friends who are into the Led Zeppelin video scene, the live video scene, uh, have mentioned that a lot of things that they have been trying to source have been locked down and YouTubers, Zeppelin YouTubers, kind of get the heads up because their stuff gets yanked whenever the band is interested in something. Like, for a while there, a couple years ago, (coughs) you couldn't have a a version of Stairway to Heaven on YouTube, hardly, without it getting flagged. So they were interested in that for some reason. and um, So we'll see. I can't wait to see that documentary. But a lot of that means that people who had been working on, I mean, getting access to, or at least databases that have this footage, some of this, this festival footage, um, it became known that they had been locked out and possibly licensed for use in this documentary. And that would be great. It would be great to have a really nice professional documentary with the cooperation of the band, which I believe they have. If not the cooperation of the band, then enough cooperation f- for the band to actually do interviews, which is great. So you don't have to talk to Richard Cole and the uh, promo guy in Atlantic, Czech Republic, to talk about Led Zeppelin, very big. Yes, 1969, rock and roll, um, which is not Czechoslovakian. It's a little more sl- Slavic. I apologize. Man, that's like cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Alrighty. What are we trying to do, Mark? What are we trying to do? Patrons! If you would like to become a patron of this fine po- podcast and literally help support its existence by offsetting the cloud server and uh, the SoundCloud and the website, etc., 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 and perhaps help support your your humble, humble podcaster... You can join the ranks of these titans upon whom? Upon whose shoulders the weight of this podcast rests. And I give a laurel and hearty handshake to Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, Peter, Mark, David, Bill, Mimo, and Avi. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my friends for supporting me and believing in me and liking my podcast as I kind of flail around and try and find a direction. um, We've gone a year. We've gone a year without missing a week. That's impressive. I'm proud of that. It hasn't always been easy. Last week, I did not want to do the podcast. I just had no gumption because uh, I think I'm more than a little bit crazy. And sometimes... When the ups are up, oh, it is fun. I can conquer the world. But when the downs are down, forget it. And the downs have been pretty down lately, so there's not a lot of gas in the tank. But this podcast helps. It's it's good to have that that, that responsibility, that duty to put this out, because I know people are waiting to hear it, and that is incredibly touching, occasionally terrifying, and always gratifying. So, thank you. If you want to be a patron, patreon.com slash heartofmarkness or hit the little button on my website, com. And if you don't want to be a patron, but you wouldn't mind kicking me a little bit of money to get a coffee or something, my uh, cash tag for the Cash App is dollar sign heartofmarkness, all one word. And if you don't want to, no worries. This is a free podcast, it's always going to be a free podcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's great. Follow me on Twitter at Heart of Markness. And the Facebook group, again, every week it grows and now it is it is its own thing. It used to be something like uh that I would push. Like a vehicle that I would push and would be like I would be the one posting and then people would start liking and then people would start talking, and that's great. But now I am a passenger in it because it has a life of its own. There's enough people in there so that the popcorn pops without me. So it's a legitimate group of wonderful human beings and you should join. All right. Twitter, Patreon, Facebook, heart is where I post the podcast links to the shows where applicable. And um, yeah, once I get that mega storage thing figured out um, I mean, if nothing else, I'll just use somebody else's card and give them the, three euros or whatever it ends up being but it was just a minor inconvenience because it was like la 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 oh let me upload this you have not paid your bill it's like what I'm not broke then I checked because it's like oh shit I'm broke that adrenaline of like oh my god what happened it's all falling apart but it wasn't it wasn't falling apart I didn't have zero dollars I mean I had tens of dollars I get paid tonight don't worry but, um, <laughs> it wasn't zero. I totally, so I tried to do it manually and it's like, there are issues with this. And then I got a, um, a message from my phone, from the card. That's like, this is unusual activity. We, we decline this. And because of the fucking plague, there's not a human being that you can just access immediately and say, Hey, thanks for looking out for me. This is not a fraudulent transaction. You can see from the 12 previous payments that this has gone through just fine. It's a file-sharing site. (sighs) Demoralizing. Demoralizing. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. One more song to get through. We've already gone through the talking. Communication Breakdown. Let's go to Communication Breakdown, everybody. This was the encore, and it is fun. I love this band. I love this podcast and I love you people. I love I love getting to know you guys. There are people that I would have never met otherwise. This opens doors that otherwise would have never been open. <coughs> Excuse me. I would have never got gotten into that uh, that Discord server with all those brilliant youth cranking out these great projects like Badge Holders Blues without this podcast. And um, man, I got to up my chops and get better at stuff because I got to up this podcast. I got to take it to the next level and I got to I got to define what that next level is going to be. Maybe YouTube, since a lot of you folks are boomers. Like 45 to 65 is my key demographic. Just fine, because that's I'm right there. But um, you're not known for being tech savvy. So I think a lot of you, let me know. What do you think? Should I, should I put the podcasts on YouTube? Is there value in that? Uh, I haven't because it's slightly more complicated. Totally not a big deal. I can do it. But um, my worry is that, you know, the aforementioned copyright police, and I don't want, I mean, there are people like Led Zeppelin boots, bootlegs and Led Zeppelin rarities These guys that have these giant live channels, they get shit flagged and pulled down all the time. And I don't want to... A, lose my channel. And B, have to worry or deal with weekly, daily copyright strikes that are just done by robots that just identify the song and go, oh, that's Communication Breakdown. That's a Led Zeppelin song. You can't play that. It's like, no, I can't play the, can't play the one on the album. And I'm not playing the one on the album. I'm playing somebody else's live recording. <coughs> it's a gray area, but it is... No, it's not even a gray area. It is definitively okay legally to do. Not if the band says no. No, that's true. Not if the band says no. So that's my worry. But um, I think I'm going to go that way. You know, not a, not a a full live. You don't need to see me. I mean, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm sitting on a couch in my underwear, holding a microphone. <laughs> you you don't want to see this. Just think, Big Lebowski. But uh, yeah, Big Lebowski is pretty much it. That kind of vibe. Without hopefully, without being that much of a stoner. But who knows. So alrighty, babbling again. Communication breakdown, everybody, August eighteenth, summer tour, Led Zeppelin. Woo, Toronto. See you in a bit.
1: Athletics, Led Zeppelin. Can you dig Wow. How about a little more Led Zeppelin? Oh, ladies, all right. Yeah. We'd like to, um, we'd like to do... Really? Communication! We'd like to do, um, one more for you. Communication! But you can't, you can't expect us to play unless you really get a go yourself. So let's everybody have a ball. This is an old thing by Bing Crosby. It's called Communication Breakdown. Yeah.
0: even had just like a dude a dude introduce them that's Led Zeppelin Atlantic Recording Artists Led Zeppelin right on far out I mean y- you can tell it's, he's wearing a wide tie kind of dressed like uh, Mr. Brady on the Brady Bunch <laughs> oh my goodness groovy alright there we go we got another one under our belt and it was a good one Tell me what you think, tell me what you want to hear next, tell me if you think I should do YouTube pros and cons, and um yeah, let me know if there are any insanely good Yardbirds shows to feature with good quality, let me underscore that, because you guys suggest lots of cool shit and I appreciate it, but usually it's with the caveat of like, sounds pretty dodgy, but, and that's great for me personally, but I mean... I want to try and have at least listenable sound to the average person and not to we bootleg-eared people. Last week, I fell short, in my opinion. The sound on that was not really anything to write home about. And I don't think I'm going to go with another show of that quality unless it's like, yeah, I know this doesn't sound great, but you got to hear it. Um, Tonight's was fine. Jimmy was a little distant in the mix at times, but completely, completely audible. And, uh, the bass was overloaded, which happens. Otherwise it was completely wonderful. And Eddie Edwards did a great job, even though it's 16 years old, it seems to still be the consensus from uh, the folks I talked to. This still seems to be the go-to for this show. So I went to it and, uh, yeah. All right, thank you very much for listening guys Next week. I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't know what it's gonna be um I'm kinda itching to do something of uh <coughs> Jimmy and Roy Harper, but I need to find I need to find if there are tapes that don't sound completely flat and lifeless or like they were recorded from a hundred miles away um Cause there are some shows that are that sound good, but they, it, it seems like somebody just took the uh, a graphic equalizer and everything over three k, he just went blam, minus twenty, they no more hiss, um, so I gotta see, I gotta talk to um, I gotta talk to somebody and see if they they have any really good, Roy and Jimmy recordings, cause the tours, the the shows they played in eighty four were good, but it's a niche appeal anyway. So I really got to kill it with the sound quality in order to make that work. Um, Ditto Coverdale page, the, that tour. I haven't touched that yet. Although I do have some shows. Maybe I could do that. Um, I don't know. You know what I'd really like? I would really like to feature. I'd really like to hear an amazing firm concert. And I don't mean good. They played a lot of good concerts. Most of their concerts were very, very good. But if there are any shows out there in which Jimmy was magical, if there are any shows out there where, um, you know, Fluorescent Lights when they're dying they'll flicker for a million years and it's like flickery but then sometimes they'll blaze back on and be fine for a minute if there are any firm shows where jimmy blazes back on and is like playing like 1973 again where he's just playing so breathtakingly good like uh the copenhagen uh 79 july 24th where all of a sudden it's like 1973 jimmy page where did you come from where have you been hiding if there are any firm shows that are like that where it's just unbelievable to make up for the material which just doesn't thrill me that much again, I'll say it again great band, technically great band, the material was not that, I mean I would have loved to hear them play some free songs I would have, I mean obviously Zeppelin songs, obviously Bad Company songs but they weren't doing that and um, you know that's that I don't know Swing and a miss in my book. But this is my subjective opinion. There's no way I can say that The Firm was not a great band, technically. Just, uh, just, didn't, just didn't do it for me. All right, so yeah, in any case, let me know if there are shows that I miss. Let me know if there are some 1969 shows, <coughs> 1970 shows that sound really good that are off the beaten path that I haven't covered. I would love to do that. 71 shows. Firm. anything I, if there's anything that you're screaming that I should be playing that I haven't played yet, contact me, give me a heads up and if possible give me a line on a source for it if I need one um and I'll do that I'm, i I would love to spread out and uh you know get some other interesting cool shit out there, some jonesy stuff there's a lot out there to play that I haven't been oh Robert Priory O'Brien that two thousand little tour he did, as a bar band with friends, just playing little bars, little clubs. Not as Robert Plant, just as the Priory of Brian, which is a pun and a hilarious one. And he would just do cover songs, and it's a fun, fun show. Maybe I'll do that. Well, who knows? We'll see next week. Thank you, everybody. Love you. Be nice to yourselves. Be nice to each other.